So it is 7.02. I'm going to get things going so we can get the infamous, iconic, amazing creator. Um, you know, this is a special time. Oh, I miss you too, Andy. It's crazy, right? Um, this is a very special time for the world, <coughs> dead ass. And we have been brought to a moment where we either move forward we move sideways or we stall. And I have chosen to move forward, even though I'm like, you know, figuring it out. And I am enjoying this moment. At the same time, I am traumatized by this moment. What up, Kenya? Welcome, welcome, welcome. And at the same time, I'm figuring it out in this moment. And it's been really cool to connect with so many people who are on the same page with really wanting to make a difference in this particular time that we're in with themselves first and then with each other. And, you know, we've been called to support each other really vigorously. So I've been wanting to get Rhapsody on here for a while, but we haven't been able to get the timing to connect. And it was because it was not supposed to happen until tonight when we are in this crazy shift of the world and, uh, you know, black lives being sacrificed <laughs> and worlds changing. And now it's time to support and come together. And I am just so excited that I get a chance to share um my platform so then that you guys can get to know Rhapsody a little bit beyond uh, her art um, and, you know, being an amazing black woman in the industry. And it has not been easy. We always have conversations about this, but it's interesting that now everything is coming to the light. But besides that, I just want to celebrate this really amazing, um, iconic black woman in our industry. And, um, Ladies and gentlemen and show business audience. What up, Brianna? I want to welcome my girl, the ultimate Rhapsody, James. This is where I would play some bum bum. New York. I'm trying to sing New York, but I think I went way too far with the key. You went too far. <laughs> I was like, wait, you can't start that high. Like, this is my note. <laughs> Me and Victor, you know, Victor Rojas, we always like, this, this is, is my note. This is my note. Yuck. Wait. New York. Yeah, I don't know the words, but. <laughs> okay. All right. Everybody, your comments are already lit, and all you did was show up. So that's crap. <laughs> crap. You guys, welcome to um, Show Business Live. And this is the infamous Rhapsody James. We have stories of even how we met. <laughs> I know, right? Before we even get into that, um, just thank you, Rap, for being here. Girl, oh, we you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, so, hi, 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 hi. People are saying hi. So just say, at first, I guess you probably should say hi to everybody, Rap. Hi, welcome. everybody. Hi. I know. I see, I see names coming up and... And I was hearing uh, Shonique say who's in the room. So be in the room. Let's just hang out. And what's up? If I see see your name fly up, I'll try to throw you a shout at the same time. You know, 
This is the cut-up well, session. I guess. Well, first and, first, first and foremost, we're celebrating tonight. We've been going through a harsh reality. So at the same time as we fight, we also have to practice those present moments of Black girl joy, Black boy joy, so we can get through this. That's a form of resistance, and it's a form of therapy because Absolutely. we live this. It's not a game. So since we live it, I want to come and celebrate you to start off. So a toast to Rashi. Oh. Hey, boo. Hey. Who's this at? Hey, Lance. How you doing, Lindsay Duke? Hey. So let's get right into it. First off, we all know you as Rap, Rhapsody James. Mm -hmm. Give us your full name, or if there's another name that we should know, a nickname, a hometown, <laughs> and a hometown song. That's how we're going to kick off show business. Okay. Like hometown, full names and hometown songs give so much about a person without even going into a whole nother thing. So give it to us, Rap. Okay, well, you know, I'm born and raised in New York City, New York. I was born in Brooklyn, raised in the Bronx. And uh, my full name is Rhapsody James. I do have a middle name, but no one will ever know it. <laughs> except for my name, and that is it. <laughs> I will never tell my middle name. And for those that know it, you repeat it, you're going to get it. <laughs> um, and my hometown song always... If that makes me think of home all the time is like one more chance by B you know, B I G. Oh the the original or the remix. Oh my gosh. It just feels it's just New York. There's a lot of other ones, but that Yeah, but that's the one. Oh my gosh. First things first, I pop up. Of course, that would be that's gonna be your theme song. How you gonna have the littest theme song? One more chance, and you came through from that. That's what's up. Hey, hi, Seanette. Seanette just said, Love you, rap. Oh, Sean, hey, Sean. Oh, y'all see? Okay, there. Okay, I, I see you now. Yes, how are you, Seanette? Yes, okay. Right. Oh, great. Uh, Brooklyn born, Bronx bred. One more chance, hometown song, Rhapsody James. If we were to find out your middle name, you'd have to kill us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tell us about Rhapsody growing up. Like, I know you, we talked about you going to uh, school in the city, not necessarily where you grew up. So give us a little bit about uh, Rhapsody High School. Yeah. Experience. Well, I, I pretty much, I lived... I lived in the hood, like I was straight, like hood. I mean, you talk about this all the time. Like I was, um, I lived in the Bronx straight up back in the days when it was like straight abandoned buildings. I don't know for how old people are in here, but that's when I, I like you live across the street and every other building around you was burnt out. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that, just a burnt that, out abandoned buildings. And, um, uh, and then, so um, I lived, I lived there, but my mom, wanted me to go to school in the city she used to work down um at the ymca okay as an administrative assistant so she worked at the ymca so she also which is how i think she was able to get me to go to school down down in manhattan because you yeah. know all that stuff is zoned out you know right absolutely. in a certain borough you got to go to certain schools or whatever so i think um it was a blessing that my mom worked at the ymca right um, down there and I so I that was I was able to go to elementary school junior high school and high school in Manhattan she actually didn't want me to go to a zone school 
in um, yeah. in the Bronx. Right. Because, you know, at that time, it was, you know, it was rough and all that kind of stuff. And I was someone, like, my dad was, like, super strict. He was, like, not having it. It was weird because I'm, like, it was so weird. It's, like, I was the cool girl and I was down with all the hood people, everybody. Like, it was, like, you know, can I curse or no? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This okay. Is <laughs> I don't know. Should I curse? No. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it was like, don't fuck with Rhapsody. Absolutely. You see what I'm saying? And the people knew my dad, and it was just like, don't fuck with Frank's daughter. And that it was just that kind of thing, you know? And um, so I had mad love around the hood, but they also was champion, championing me for the fact that I wasn't in a hood and I was going to school in the city. Absolutely. So it was kind of like, yo, we want you to hang out. But actually, nah get upstairs it was kind of like and thank god they did this is, and thank god they did that too because then this is who we got this is yeah. who we were able to get you know what i mean so yeah. so with that said you basically how, how tell us about your friends you hung out with friends in the hood and friends friends in the city or how did that work no actually believe it or not i didn't really do much hanging okay i i i, I call it distant hanging like yeah. Maybe this is why I'm good at the social distancing thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, believe it or not, I stayed in the house all the time. Like That's my dad, it was, as I was growing up, you would say it would be like, it's kind of pathetic kind of thing. Cause I was always just in the house, I guess being creative, which I guess, you know, later down the line in my life, it worked out. But as I was growing up, all I, I would call the fire escape my terrace. So I would, <laughs> I would lay out on the fire escape and then everybody would be like, hey, rap. And I'd be like, hi, you know, from up top. I just like, hi. But I knew I wasn't going outside. It was like, you're not going outside. Um, so I didn't really have many, many friends until um, um, my my childhood friends, Diane and Jaywana, uh, around the block on Carroll Street, because I lived in the Bronx on, um, I lived on Sheridan Avenue on 165th and 166 so they lived around the corner on carroll street and i think honestly i was my dad let me hang out with them because they was they was rap right if you know what i mean like the, the parents was working everything was good Absolutely. there was no drama they they had their right mind you know and Absolutely. so <laughs> you know what's funny tell us because for people that don't know the bronx like when i think of the bronx i think cardi b j-lo fat joe so how far did you live from three of them <laughs> from boys in the hood you know what i mean like so how far were you from cardi b j-lo and fat joe mark oh anthony well <laughs> i was on, i was off the d-line so gotcha my, that was right by yankee stadium so i can gotcha. either oh my gosh marcus just said laughing my ass off <laughs> uh -huh, that's my exactly. love of my life marcus you know and it's so funny because when we got together we were talking about our childhood he lived on sharon and two way down the block and we always make jokes, eh? and we always make jokes like, like, hey, we probably saw each other when we were younger. And they know. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Crazy? So that was closer to whose area? So Yankee Stadium. So okay. that was that was more. Yeah, I was. I lived literally around the corner from Yankee Stadium. From Yankee Stadium. Wow, that's Bronx. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Right so, around the corner. Jayhawks more the Six Train Castle Hill. Okay. That's like that's like um that's further up. Okay. And stuff like that. But yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, I think Cardi B is 
two trained, I think. I think she's going to, I don't know. Okay. Right. It's all good. It's all good. You Bronx. You Bronx, though. You let you <laughs> So then now that you, um, you're you in the school, your school was performing arts in the city, or was it just a, a school that had performing arts? The school okay, that so, so my my elementary school was just a regular elementary school. And then my junior high school was literally across the street. Oh, okay. So, I went to PS11 in Manhattan, and then I IS70 was right across the street. So that um, that worked out. It, it wasn't until I went to high school that it was more of an art school. Okay, that's what's now, I started out, um, like dance was kind of like a hobby when I was younger. So it was just kind of like family reunion type vibes. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So by the time I got to high school, um, well, I just knew that I wanted to to draw like I, I also can draw and um I wanted to get into advertising and um but it was weird because my mom knew that I was she was like you're very good at dancing so she was trying to get me in the dance department at LaGuardia and I remember vividly when I had to audition for LaGuardia I literally went in and purposely messed up the audition like wow. purposely oh my god Kalima <gasps> <laughs> You got fam in here, rap. I don't think you understand. Kalima was my girl. Okay. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> hey. Okay. So, hi, Kalima. Um, hi, Kalima. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so basically, yeah, in high school, it was, uh, I wanted to do the arts, but LaGuardia was dance and fine arts. I wanted to be in media arts. So media wow. arts, um, when I went to art and design, they focused on fashion and illustration, uh, <laughs> uh, film, mm -hmm. um, uh, what else? Airbrushing at the time, they had airbrushing. Wow. I was an advertising design major, so I worked on advertising. They had um, animation. Um, oh, God, there was so many other, so many other, um, other types of art. Design high school. Yep, that's where I went. Art and design high school. Mm -hmm. So, so all that. That's why I couldn't even say A and D because we would just say A and D. <laughs> a and D. Okay. Mm -hmm. Rhapsody, that's amazing. I mean, well, first off, before we even get into you being a damn genius, because that's what I called you. I was like, I gotta call her up because she a damn genius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, um, Marcus is right. You, you know what he just said. There is. There's a lot of people that went to. Um, Art and design. Like that, I was cool with I was cool with Mob Deep. Tell us. No, Mob Deep. So like so Havoc Havoc and Prodigy were friends of mine. Like I Shut up. Mm -hmm. Girl, shut up. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> you blew my mind. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, so who went there? So um oh my god, who else went to art and design? Jeez, tick, 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 tick. Uh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I might be thinking about purchase. That might be college. College, okay. yes. College, um, well, I went to Purchase College, and um, Wesley Snipes went to Purchase College. Okay. Um, and he thinks Calvin Klein went there. Yes, actually, yes. And damn, and fabulous. Yeah, yes, and fab yes, fabulous. Oh, my God. How did I forget that? Oh, oh my, my God. Going That's down. Amazing. You come from, like, a really cool, like, legacy there, and you were drawing. What did you like to draw? Because I know you draw characters and stuff, but tell us, like, what you, what you drew. 
I was, I, I really did like advertising design. So I would draw like things in front of me, like in the advertisement, so like lipsticks, anything that had to do wow. with like, marketing. And um, I really loved, my favorite medium though was watercolors. So I always used to paint with like watercolors. I love, 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 still to this day, oil painting, mm. but it's so hard because it takes forever to dry. So I just, gotcha. <laughs> that <laughs> so is that so And do you still, do you still do any of your art? just for like love, the love of it? Or would have you ever sold anything? Or would you ever consider that? Or is it just a fun passion? I still I still have my paints and I, it, you know, it's, it's in the closet. Every some at some point, I'll sometimes I'll just break it out and I'll do a little bit and then, but it's so weird because back then I, I could just jump off the brain and be like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna paint a lake and then there's gonna be this boat and then the boat is, you know, and I would just, paint it out now i'm like uh lake <laughs> but so you gotta now, think a little harder become, now yeah now it's just become more abstract okay you know? and um so let's move forward to getting into um your dancing career like you went to college and when you went to college what did you go to college for and where did you go okay i went to purchase college and believe me that's a, this is another moment so when i went to purchase college um well this is very interesting because when I was leaving, I was actually wanting to go to, I was debating whether I should go to, you know, a black college. Like I, sh I didn't know if I should go down to go to Spelman and stuff like that. But believe it or not, I was really terrified. Gotcha. But at the same time, I also wanted to still be in the arts of some kind. Mm -hmm. So um, my guidance counselor at the time, that's when they told me about purchase. And it was just like, okay, there's a, you know, there's a program, financial aid. Because my parents, they, there was no college fund being saved right. on the side. It was very much. Right. We're going to figure this. You got to figure We're going to figure this out, but you're going to college. It was Absolutely. that kind of thing. <laughs> yes. So I, um, so from there, uh, that's how they introduced me to purchase. Uh, got into purchase, but I got into purchase as a uh, social science major. So social science and the arts. So I had a interdisciplinary major. So it was social sciences and the arts. So basically, and you had to pick an arts minor. So of course I picked dance because I, you know, I love dance. So I basically, my major basically was looking at dance sociologically. Okay. So for example, a, a, like assignments for me was go to Alvin Ailey, watch Revelations, and then write a 75-page paper. Wow. You know, or, or watch the Titanic, and you're going to write a 20-page paper on why the rich people got off the boat first and other people left, you know, things like that. Um, it was a very opinionated major. <laughs> it was a very opinionated major, you know. Right. Um, but it was a really, but with opinion, if you have opinions, you still have to say it with facts. It was so weird because my, my roommate Gwen, she was a political science major. And she always, 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 always used to get so mad because, you know, political science is law. So she had right. to study law and like, exactly. it was crazy. And so she's so like, she where are you saying the book? It's not a real major. So we would argue back and forth all the time. I'm like, okay, I can state what I want, but I still would have to say facts. So, um, 
so yeah, so college, uh, college was great, but college is also where I really decided that I wanted to choreograph and, you know, wow. choreograph. And so, um, uh, my good friend, uh, Marlene Ortiz, I don't know if people know who Marlene is, but, um, me and Marlene went to the same school. I live for Marlene. I was a fan for Marlene because, you know, I saw Gu De La Guarda 20 times, Freta Bruta 20 yep. times. Yep, Marlene. I bought a, bought a rope. That was, that <laughs> was my girl, yes. Marlene, that was, Marlene used to, you know, she, I mean, I'm sure she's told everybody at, at this point, but Marlene used, you know, when she was in the, because she was in the dance conservatory, but Marlene was still working. So Marlene would be literally skilly-whooping skilly on the bus down to the city to do a quick music video, you know, or work in the clubs, and then she would come back, and so she would always tell me about you know the industry or whatever, right. and um, and I'd be like, man, I want to, I want to do that one day. I'm gonna, I want to do that. And at the time, um, I wanted to dance. I was just like, you know, can I dance? I always had an interest in choreography, but I didn't. To be honest, I didn't really. How can I say it? I didn't really think I could be a choreographer. Let's just say that at that time. You didn't you know? see the path for that. Yeah. But what happened was is in college there was, do you remember um, MTV Lip Service? Yeah. Remember that show? Okay, so check it. They came to freshman year. This is my freshman year. They came to um, uh, purchase and it was, we had this thing called Club 1010. It was kind of like the campus club thing where everybody party up and stuff. And that's why I always used to dance. That's and what I had up. two good friends in the dance department. They were dance majors. And so they would party up and we always party out. So MTV had an audition for a lip service. So we were like, oh, we was bored that day. We was like, let's just do lip service. Let's just, just audition for it because it's fun. Fast forward and we auditioned. We booked the show. What? Yeah, so we booked the show and we was like, huh? Then wind up. So then did the preliminary show, you know, like your first show. Then wind up coming back for the semifinals. Then from the semifinals, went to the finals, and then we won the whole show. We won the show. Okay, somebody YouTube that and send me. Oh, I'm trying to find it. I can't find it. I'm so bad. I can't man, find it. Unfortunately, I um uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, that terrible fire that happened in New York with all my storage and stuff. Right. That um yeah, it got burnt up because yes. I did have the oh, tape. It yes. was the only tape, the only footage. Yeah, uh, that guy. So it'll be in my memories. But we, but we won. And what we won, we won a thirty. This was when. This is how I tell you how the industry was better back then. <laughs> won a thirty thousand dollar music video. So they paid thirty thousand dollars for your for your to budget. give us a music video that we're gonna lip sync. And we did Salt and Pepper. What a man. <laughs> we like we but it was but it was straight up for real though like we had rehearsals we had a choreographer we had a fitting it was catering it was a location we was down in city hall right down in a, the same building that um many artists use Buster Rhymes use it we'll talk about that later but Buster Rhymes used that um uh, that location and it was that experience that I was like okay I'm gonna choreograph Got this it. is what I want to do. Because I, I fell in love. I, I was That's like, 
This is, I, I never I knew I was that. a production like that. I always love production because I love musicals and I love since I was younger. And, you know, Psycho Janet fan when I was younger, you know, that whole kind of thing. And so when I was like on a set, I can honestly say that was probably the first time I actually felt what a set felt like. Right. Me. Exactly. And so then that, then I, that all, you got all the feelings, all the good feelings. Yes, Jermaine. Huh, love you, Jay. Uh, he said he's about to hunt for that video footage. <laughs> oh, please. And if you do, you might find everybody on the internet. The internet be finding stuff. So if you guys can find that footage. I've been looking. I'm looking for some footage, too, actually, which is a trip. And I've I think Dana looking. came on here. Love you, Dana. He was saying um, hi to both of us as well. Dana. Oh, okay. Hey. Um, okay, so let's go right into one of my favorite videos of all time, which was happens to be your first gig. God damn it. Tell everybody your first gig, Rhapsody. My first gig was Busta Rhymes, Put Your Hands With My Eyes, Kissy. Oh my God. That was crafted. What did you do in it? How was the day? Man. Well, actually, it was crazy because there was there were already people that were casted for the video. So like um like big names at the time, like you know, like Ixia, um uh, I think I feel I think Marlene was in this video. I'm not sure, but I know Ixia for sure was in that video. And they needed extra they needed extra dancers. And so back in the day, that's when you know you would just go in and do what you want. And at the time, yeah. you know, you was either audition auditioning at um, Faisal's or you know Ripley Greer when it wasn't Ripley Greer when it was. Uh -huh. um, I forgot the name of it beforehand, but. Um, however, so auditioned, and I remember Fatima Robinson called, um, choreographed it, yes, and shout I out. remember being so nervous. I was like, huh? and then we, uh, you know, I walked in, well, it was me and a couple others that had got picked, and we walked <laughs> in, and she, I guess she was already choreographing, you know, working on the number, or just, well, I don't know, prepping, whatever, mm -hmm. and I remember she walked in, and she was just like, um, can you please um, leave the room? We'll call you in. I was like, oh. and I'm out. I was like, I was like, ha. I said, ooh, chops. Like the first moment, I was like, dang, I didn't even do a step and just got chopped by Fatima just immediately. You know, as a choreographer now, I understood that she needed time to prep. Time to figure it out. Exactly. You know, she needed to figure it out or whatever. You know, choreographers, we got, we have our process, so. Uh, that's what it was at that time. And, um, but I remember, um, it's so weird because I don't remember fully like every beat of rehearsal, but I just remember moments of being so excited that I was dancing in a Busta Rhymes video because I actually just love Busta Rhymes and the song was great. It was like my first job. And I was like, why did I even get picked? I was like, oh my God, I don't even, what? And, um, so that process was fine. And then we get to the, excuse me, then we get to the music video and then they were like, this is your outfit. <laughs> right. <laughs> that part. Cause you know, it was like coming to America. So then when I realized what they wore and coming to, you know, you're hyped. And then I realized what they wore and coming to America. Coming to America. I was like, what? <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna wear that. Oh, I was so self-conscious. I always been kind of a thick girl. Um, and so I just was like, I can't wear that. I just cannot wear that. And um, and the, um, I wish I remember her name, but the stylist was um, 
uh, well, I know June Ambrose was a stylist, but I'm talking about there was a, or an assistant or something was just really nice to me. Right. And she, she gave me like, you know, the, you know, you have the stockings and stuff like yeah. that. And she was like showing me how to like, well, yeah, exactly. it up and, you know, she was giving me a like crash course on how to like fix your outfit, how to stand, where you got to go and all that kind of stuff. And so I was so thrown back um, by everything, but because everybody was cool, I was okay. But I still was looking at everybody's vibe. I was very, believe it or not, self-conscious on that, on that job. Um, wow. And believe it or not, I feel like I probably gave it off. Now that I, you know, way more experienced and you just know different energies, I feel like that I, I probably gave off the energy that I was nervous. Because right. I'm, I'm in there, but I'm on the side. And I'm, and, but I know that I killed the choreography. It's one of those kind of things. I was like, girl, and look, I mean, you can't, they threw you into the wolves. Your first gig, costume, boom, figure it out, choreography, fisheye lens, Buster Rhymes, classic, all time. You did the damn thing. That's it was big, and who knew that that was gonna be like one what of the that was. biggest classic videos? I didn't know. I mean, you That's just know that it was just a hot song, and at the time, I mean, we could talk about this all day. You already know, like, we didn't even the songs that are so classic and so fresh right now. We had no clue that they would be those types of legacies that, because songs like that were coming out like every other week. So we were just like, whew, especially '96 through '98. Yes, spoiled. Man, right, forget about it. 97 was out of here, and that's when that's when um, that song came out. So. See, and I don't remember any dates, you're good with those. I don't remember any years, everything kind of boom. But I like once you say something, then I'm like, okay, maybe I can put that with that. But I don't remember the years as much. Mm -hmm. But I will say this so now that was the first gig, and I want to move into your journey into choreography because I feel like you, instead of you going into the dance mode, you went more into a journey choreography, teaching, mm -hmm. BDC. And BDC, I actually knew who you were. So can you talk a little bit about your BDC experience? Or do you think that that's the place where a lot of people maybe in different coasts started to know who Rhapsody was? Because I started to connect Rhapsody with BDC. I didn't connect you before with some of the other no, 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 it's it, no, no, it's it's valid. Like, I mean, BDC is BDC, but I will always, if I ever write a book or anything, BDC will probably have its own chapter because BDC was definitely the connector to a lot of many things in my beginning of my career and choreography mm -hmm. career. And believe it or not, it all started because when I got out of college, I actually because now in my brain, I was like, I want to be a choreographer. So when I, um, and I graduated in 97. So think about it. Like I'm graduating out of 97. I decided I want to be a choreographer. My freshman year, which was like 94, I, um, I had did the lip service. So throughout this whole time, you know, I'm still friends with Marlene. She's still getting, doing whatever we got to do. And then 97, I get out that, um, 96 and 97 that's when I decided that I was like okay well if I want to choreograph I should learn about the music business mm -hmm. and so I was just like I need to learn about the music business and I was just so was like so who do I know what do I know what do I do I <laughs> I take a risk and I go I know Mob Deep they're on loud records so I write in college I wrote a letter this is when you it wasn't an email you was just like you writing letters like <laughs> 
I was like typing a letter, like. You better write and sling and type a letter right. to my. Just type this on a computer, but print it's it good. wasn't. You know that whole thing, and so oh and you put God. it in the mail, and you had to send it off. Oh! So, I, so I sent off a letter to Loud Records, asking. I was like, I don't know if you have an intern department, but I would love to intern. I went to school. You know, I was boasting. I was like, what is it? What's gonna happen? You They're were boasting say. the truth. The yeah, truth. it was the and truth. I wasn't lying, so I was just like. I know, I know Mob Deep, sign me up. I want to work, you know, thinking that I was just like, I'm just taking risks. I don't know. Girl, they emailed, I mean, not emailed, they mailed me back and Ooh. said, give us a call. We may have a thing for you. Called them literally that, uh, I think it was that summer. Yeah, that summer, obviously, because I was in school. Uh, that summer, they, uh, I went in and they were like, and so, you know, the director, Brett, Brett Ratner, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh -huh, of course. Okay. So at the time, he was the head of the video department in Loud Records. Gotcha. So he was my boss, like, as I was interning for him. Rat Ratner was your boss. That's yeah, as an intern. Oh, no, as an God, intern. that is crazy. Yeah. That's so I was interning for him, and there was, um, yes, so I interned for him. And then that was when I interned there at the time of Loud Records with Raekwon. Like the purple tape, everybody calls the purple tape. Wow. So, um, uh huh. Raekwon, it was uh oh, who else? Who else? Who else? It was just during that during that period. Um, and that's when Rockets with Rockets Records was was popping at that time. So I was doing a little stuff for Rockets Records. Um, so then Brett was talking to me. He was just like, "Well, what do you want to do? Like, you know, I know you're interning, you know, whatever." Because let me tell you something about me interning. I was a bomb intern, and I will boast hard about that because I went in because I was like, I just want to learn. I wasn't thinking about no check. I just wanted to be better. I just wanted to know the information and the fact, and I was so grateful that I was there. I was just eating up everything. I was just everything. I went from the phones. I went from, I, I went and got coffee, came back, got a croissant, came back, sat, rode, rode up. I'm, you know, um, eat, uh, what do you call it? Administrative stuff. Like, yeah. I made calls. I was doing things. There's a party. I'm inviting people to the party. I'm, I mean, I was doing. You was, uh, Devil, you was Devil's Wears Prada? <laughs> yes, I was. Like, in the hip-hop world. It's just like, in the hip-hop world. Exactly. Like, I'm doing what you want. How we do it? I and love so, it. Yes. And at some point, <laughs> at some point, Bray had asked me, he was like, well, what do you want to do? And I said that I want to, I said, I really want to choreograph. I just really want to choreograph. I want to work with, you know, these kind of artists. And I just, you know, that whole spiel. And he said, you need to go over to, I think you need to go over to my boy, Kenneth Matthews at Uptown Records. So I said, oh, okay. Lo and behold, Uptown Records. Hello. Like Andre Harrell. So Brian Jones, who, if I wrote a book, he would also be in there, Brian Jones. Um, he, like, was the boss of all bosses. Like, he, like, showed me the ropes. He also was the one that kind of introduced me to understanding that the industry is not nice. Right. He, so part. he's the one, you know, because I was just nice. I just was happy, and everything's great, and I want to choreograph. And exactly. I'm nice, you're nice, so let's just be nice people. And then <laughs> Brian was like, fuck that nice shit. Right. 
Exactly. You want what you want, you better go get it and don't let nobody walk over you. But, you know, it was that kind of thing. And I, so I was like, oh. So I worked tirely, tirelessly. At, like during the summer, I literally, I would get there at nine, nine o'clock in the morning. I would leave at eight o'clock at night. Mind you, he left at six and he would be like, Rhapsody, you can leave. I'd be like, no, I'll get the work done. I wouldn't have everything wow. done. So I was at Uptown with working in the video production department and uh, an artist development. So that's when they had artist development departments. And that's when we had civil panics. Now, I met, I, the first day that I went to Uptown Records, they were, cut, they were editing a video. They was editing a music video. What music video was they editing? Mary J. Blige, You Bring Me Joy. Shut up. That, and then from there, that's when I first met Lorianne Gibson. <laughs> so Lorianne was, you know, down with, uh, she was pretty much like just starting doing her, doing her, I mean, she had way more videos under the right, right, right. I, I mean, she was still doing stuff, but Lorianne had just, um, had just started, started her thing. And so Kenneth was like, well, if you want to start doing, being in videos, because Brian was Kenneth, was Kenneth's assistant. Wow. So Kenneth Matthew was the VP of video production. Brian Jones was his was his executive assistant. I wow. worked for Brian. So when Brian and Kenneth, we were all talking, he was like, well, if you want to get in there, you need to get with Lorianne. And then so they sent me down to Lorianne's, uh, Lorianne's rehearsal at that time. And so this was when it was like Nico and uh, Nico Kearns and Ixia and... Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, all of the, all of the new, new kids. Right. And I mean, the New York people. And so I'm sitting up there like, whatever, literally kid you not. And I have no problem telling y'all whoever's on this, on this chat. I have no problem telling y'all. I used to press play for Lorianne. Why? Because at that time I wanted to choreograph. I wanted to be in a mix. And the thing is, it's like, it, it's, it's, it was just a thing at that time. I was just trying to be like, okay, press play. Yep. Play. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? <laughs> Take notes, okay. What's your size? Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, I was that girl, you know. But you're learning so, paying dues, you assistant, and assistant is press play. That's a lot of the thing. Press play, you know what I'm yeah. saying? He was getting it in. I, I love sure it. was getting it in. So moving moving from that, this is crazy because I want I want to tie this into what's happening because people saw you now teaching, you're assisting, you've come from, you know, the music industry. But you've done or moment go ahead drop drop drop. but i'm just saying so from all of that so from that college industry thing that is when the last part just fast forward right so it's all of that fast forward fast forward so many things we'll be on here for five hours if i told you every beat absolutely but fast forward all the way to i finally just get a regular job at sony music i was working at sony music i worked in the human resources department okay for the vice president of human resources. So I was literally looking at and working with all the jobs of whoever was hiring at Sony Music at the time. So it was at Epic Records, 550 Music, uh, you know, Columbia, uh, all of that kind of stuff. So I was at Sony Music when the whole Latin explosion started. So that was J-Lo, Ricky Martin, um, uh, who else? Uh, Genuine dropped dropped his music. Um, uh, so many other people. We could see it forever. So from there, that's wow. when that's this is how. BBC wait, 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 hold on. Somebody just said shout out regular jobs. That's what's up. <laughs> yes. 
Oh my God, that's my sis. Yes, yes, you're absolutely right. Guys, shout out regular jobs. You got to get it in where you got to fit it in. Period. Okay, keep going. This is amazing. Absolutely, regular jobs, nine to five doing what I do but I had so much fun because I was still in the industry and I was meeting different of course around that's amazing right. I mean, your job still wasn't regular I'm sorry you had, <laughs> that wasn't a regular job <laughs> <laughs> so I so from there so so I have a lot of believe it or not that's why you know with me now that's why I'm so psycho when it comes to my projects and people work with me I'm always just like I need a chart I'm here and then blah, 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 because it's just ingrained in me because I spent so many years in the music business on the admin side as well as just the the whole uh, back end production and just getting everything together before you were even in front of the camera so I know that side as well right so fast forward I um I then realized that I'm like okay I gotta start dancing I'm trying to uh, I want to choreograph. I want to do these different things. My boss would let me on my lunch breaks run to auditions and then come back. Who does that? I was like, to God be the glory. God been looking out for me yes. in my life. Cheers so to I'm just like, cheers to good bosses that believe in you. Because we've had a few. She did. You know what I mean? That's what's up. That's a real toast right there. Somebody like, oh, no, you ain't going to be here forever, boo. Go get that thing. But come back and get this work done, though. <laughs> right, exactly. But be back on time. So to the point, you know, fast forward to the point where is she, um, it got to the point where I was leaving too much. And so she had to sit me down and say, you got to make a decision. Because I, I support you. Uh -huh. But I need you, you're going to be here or you're going to be there. And so I left a job, you know, making, you know, good money. And even start, even was considering starting a 401k. I had benefits, all of that stuff. And I said, bye. And I went and got a work study job at Broadway Dance Center. And that, and literally I started um, folding clothes at that time. Now all the way inserted by this time, I'm still doing choreography or, you know, making up dances on my own on the back end, uh, taking classes at BDC here and there. And then, um, so I work study, I, <laughs> I'm folding clothes. And, um, by this time I had been at Allison Elner, the owner of BDC at the time. Uh, and Pam Chancy was the owner of Pulse, but at that time she was the publicist for, um, for Broadway Dance Center. And she, uh, Rockefeller and Quickstep uh. were on a job and their flight got stuck in Washington, D.C. Uh. Their, their class was, had 85 people in it. And so I was like, oh my God. And so they, they had 85 people and then they came up to me and said, so Rhapsody, we need a sub. And I was like, and it was like you want. Didn't you say you wanted to teach? Now, mind you, let's not now. I'm jumping stories, guys. So look, no, I'm jump, jumping no, a lot okay. of points because we gotta jump. We gotta jump. We gotta before jump. Before that, before that, I had asked them like 50 million times about teaching. You know exactly. what they did? They said I had to bring a resume in. They didn't know if I should teach. Mm -hmm. They, I need to wait. I need to. Do, so there was a lot before that. So let's not think that it just miraculously happened. Totally. So they uh, so Broadway dancer was not having it, and then eventually they was like, okay, wait. You say you teach, right? So you <laughs> and I was like, okay. I was just like, yeah, I have a routine. And so 
I was like, I walk into class, and then the first routine I ever taught at Broadway Dance and I, another Buster Rhymes, I just love Buster Rhymes, was Buster Rhymes, give me some more. Oh! <laughs> and that is when, at the time, when Allison used to walk around the studio and look at people's classes to see, like, how you're teaching. So, fast forward, she saw a class. Uh, I guess people had said a lot of comments that they enjoyed the class, and she enjoyed the class. And then so they finally had put me on the full sub list. Um, fast forward and I was able to, I subbed for about maybe three months. Wow. You know, I could give more details, but of course, you know, we know. be here 500 hours. But I subbed for about three months and then eventually I became a faculty member and I had been there for a long time, but, a, but Broadway Dance Center has connected me to very big things in my life. Like for example, mm -hmm. shout out to Andy Funk, Monsters and Hip Hop. Absolutely. And he just that's said where I, that's how I got like Andy Funk was literally at the door. Like this, at the end of my class, like, <laughs> hey, I want to talk to you. And I said, Yeah. And he goes, <laughs> he said, Hi, my name is Andy Funk. I was like, Huh? Funk? He's like, I'm doing the first month, I'm doing the first hip hop convention. I was like, What's your last name? As you're getting into that, I have to say this because Andy came in and Andy said, when I said that that's how I was connected to you, BDC, he said that was their connector too. And Kevin just said that that was his combo. He said he took that 12 times. <laughs> Shout out Kevin. That was going to be the next thing that I was going to say. I needed you to talk about Kevin from where he was a beginner and how you guys connected and you were able to push him to a whole new situation, which is how I met him. You know what I mean? So I wanted to throw that in there, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put a pin in that one and then get back to it. Okay. But everybody okay. don't put a pin. But go ahead. So BDC, Andy's at the door. He's like, You coming with me? And he said, Well, <laughs> you know, he was strong. just like Yeah. I mean, and that's another he sold it right. He was just like, This is the first monsters of hip hop. I already have Travis Payne, I have Jermaine Brown, I have Fatima Robinson, I have Brian Green. I, I was like, oh, oh. And I said, okay. <laughs> and he was like, and I want you to come on to the, you know, to the thing is in Philadelphia. And honey, and that is I, awesome, bro. I'm an OG 2003. That is amazing. Andy, Andy knows how to pick them. <laughs> Shout out to Monsters of Hip Hop because mm -hmm. for real, like Monsters. Awesome. Um, okay. Monsters and BDC. And BDC. They That's all get chapters in my book. I love that. I love that. So, so give us a few, since I want to, I want to go into, because we are going to have to come off and go back come on. Back on, yep. You know, it's, it's too much. I try. It to, happens every week when you I do. I try to get it through the hour. The, my first seven or eight, were, I was getting it in the hour, but these last few, you know, I think it's the quarantine, which is way too much to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Are starting, get, are starting to get a little longer, but Shout out BDC, shout out Monster, shout out Andy for giving opportunity and knowing how, knowing, you know, believing in it without even seeing. He just saw it from this straight talent. It wasn't sure about any sure straight And rolled up on me like, it was like a movie scene for real, for real. Because I was just coming out and he was like, hello, can I talk to you for a second? I was like, and you are? <laughs> and he, he hit it right on the dog. And he hit it. Like, he hit it. Oh, gee, that's what's up. Okay, yeah, so give. I told so, about Kevin too. Mm -hmm. Give, give us. So speaking of that, then go ahead and give us a little bit of a, um, of a, of a jib on Kevin because that comes right into this. Because my, uh, Andy just said that's how he met 
Kevin as well through you. So give us oh. give because you got we can go further on this. And I'm gonna have Kevin on this. I had Kevin originally on the first season one of the podcast. So yeah. To listen to Kevin's story, go to my podcast, which is anywhere where podcasts are podcasted. <laughs> but I want to bring him back on live so you can see him and we can have another chat live. Oh my god. Little boom because that's such an amazing story. So Kevin, oh my god. Kevin says so good. Okay, Kevin, me, Ke oh, man. A lot of people don't know, but Kevin is really, really one of my best friends. You know what I mean? Like, Kevin is, like, beginning OG friend, like, from the beginning of time. I met Kevin on a bus when we were going to Jersey <laughs> for the audition for Culture Shop. Oh! And... So I, that's how I met. I don't know if y'all know uh, Octavia Bailey. So she she also does. Um, she's a dancer to choreography, but she also does um, Brookline now with uh, Tamara. So she has her own platform called Brookline. Check it out. Absolutely. But so it was Tavia. I met Tavia and Kevin on the bus, and literally didn't know anybody. And Kevin, Kevin, I don't remember this, but Kevin said that I offered him donuts. <laughs> for for culture shock we get in a culture shock and that's literally where our friendship started me kevin and tavia were like that's but the great thing was that kevin me, kevin and i already knew that we wanted to be choreographers so that's kevin kevin was still i was still teaching at bdc and kevin was still doing his thing but kevin knew that he would he wanted to choreograph too and be okay. a great dancer like uh, kevin had his dancer dreams too crumb donuts kevin crumb said the small oh. ones crumb donuts the small ones i did not remember that that was so funny so um that's about, about right <laughs> yeah so they all would they all would take my class and stuff but kevin was you know kevin will always tell me that i got him together with like hip-hop like he'll always tell the story like Look at me. I'm acting like, tell him, Kevin. Like, like he can just say it. Post that video after this, like on your stories or something, so oh, they no. can. See. It's the video that we've been trying. It is the video we've been trying to find. It is like the lost tape. It is this uh, video yes. of us in a rehearsal, and everything possible that can happen in this video. Who's it? Hey, Draco. Hey, Ashley. Thank you. Um. Everything that could happen in the like I was, I, oh my god, how can I tell this story, Kevin, in a short thing? Um, his friend Sean Garnier, with that they're doing, we're in a rehearsal for Sean. Kevin is choreographing; he's doing his thing. He has his friend Mark Idio; they're doing a dance. I'm in the back, supposed to be uh, supposed to be dancing. The, there's supposed to be a turn, like we're doing waiting for. I think what are we waiting for tonight? I don't know. I forgot the song, but. The, the joke is, is that they went for a double turn, like supposed to pick me up. Yeah. He's just supposed to pick me up and turn. I, not knowing, just Rhapsody, just being Rhapsody. Right. I'm doing like this. No, somebody's picking me up and turning, <laughs> and I'm spotting. <laughs> so somebody picks me up and turn, like, yes! And I'm like... <laughs> so that's happening then, but it's like simultaneously, and then Kevin's dancing, then he 
grabs my ear and he ripped no i rip out his earring he's like oh <laughs> i mean like there's so many things Disaster. that happen in this video then there's mark just randomly he's just living his life all this craziness has happened like th this tape seriously if i find it you it gotta is find this tape the best tape ever oh my god but me and kevin's relationship uh as friends has been such a wonderful friendship like he's always been there for me and i've always been there for him and we've always had the craziest stories i remember he auditioned i think he auditioned. i feel like it was for puppy or something i, w I was so hyped for him i going back then that was those sean john velour suits i That's bought him a sean john velour suit I was so he just, could be hyped so he could be more hip-hop and i was like, you would be more hip-hop just how's gonna happen I love it. you gotta look the part kevin <laughs> That's amazing. He's, she, he said that. He said you bought him um, a full-on Sean John Velour suit. He said, and the Air Force One. So don't oh, forget. yes, I did. And I bought him the Air Force One. <laughs> so, he I, be, I, so he could be killing it for, for, for an audition. Now, was that the audition? Kevin, was that the audition that you came to that I, that how I met you? And I was like, oh, my God, I love this guy. Was it, I don't remember if he had on um, a Sean John outfit, though. He had blonde yeah. hair back then, though, blonde yes. spiky. And when he would have his blonde spiky hair, he Kevin would go through transitions. He would have, right. like, I'm in hip-hop phase. So this is when he was, like, hip-hop. He was trying. <laughs> then he went through, as he liked to call it, Britney bound. And it was, like, he was all Britney bound. <laughs> and that's when it came. Like, oh, it was, was before that. He said it was before that. Yeah. Hey, it was like, okay, cool. So, so Kev, I got to have you come back so you're live, so you can repeat everything you said in the podcast, plus more since life's crazy. BDC is also where I met Luther Brown, too. Shut up. I met Luther. Wow. From Cammy, my other, our mutual friend, y'all, who's watching. Our friend yes. Cammy. We just say, hey, Cammy. And I said, Cammy's here. Okay. Yes. That's what Cammy to Luther too. That's so funny. Kevin says I remember that outfit. She remembers the Kevin outfit. I love it. So that's Cammy. When I was doing my shows, I did the first show ever, like ever production ever at Broadway Dance Center before, like ever in life. And um, we did a show there, and Cammy was like, and I knew who Luther was. She was like, Luther, uh, Luther's gonna come to your show, and I was like, what, Luther? Canadian Luther? And she's like, yeah. She's like, you know, Luther know about you? And I was like, really? And it, it was just like, we, me and Luther had such this, like, connection. Mm -hmm. Like, like away. Like, we had never met each other, but we knew, knew. who each other was. So all of that to say, like, even BDC, I met Luther for the first time at BDC. Yeah. That's okay. So where we left off at BDC, you met Kevin, you've met, um, Andy now, you're a part of Monsters faculty. Now everybody is getting to know you as an educator. And um, even that's how I met. Let me give a quick little thing of how I met you because that was the same time during your, in my yeah. opinion, climax in BDC. Uh, one of my really good friends, Randy, he was telling me, I had always, people always compared me to you here in um, LA. They'd always be like, oh my gosh, show the way you, your approach reminds me of like a, East, a, a West Coast Rhapsody. And you were telling, you had, I found out later that people were saying the same thing to you. They were like, oh, you, who knew me? They were like, oh, you kind of like an East Coast show, I think our teaching styles and. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then I was coming to New York. And I remember saying, I was telling Randy, I was like, man, I want to meet Rhapsody. Everybody keeps saying we remind of each other. Now I really want to meet her and i'm coming to new york and rap and randy was like well here's her number call her and i did the same thing i was like what 
from here. What? He was like, no, she's cool. Call, you know, whatever. So I was like, uh, hello, rap. This is Shonique. <laughs> you don't know me, but um, girl, I think we. And supposed- I was like, I know who you are. <laughs> And I literally, and that's how I met Rap. I literally called her on the phone and was like, I think we're supposed to be cool because we've been, you know, it's, I've been hearing your name so, so much. I'm coming to New York, da, da, da. And we ended up talking on the phone, remember, for like two hours. Like, we ended up just, we just couldn't get off the phone. I, I don't even remember a, a moment of, mm, right. I don't know, she's cool. I, I just remember instant and we just talked and then I was coming to New York I was like I'm coming to New York and I was like I'm staying I might have been either probably staying with Kira or I don't know who and remember and then you were like well I'm not gonna be there if you want to stay at my house oh yeah that's right that's right yeah. you were gonna be I don't know where were you remember you were gone exactly so it was a trip because like we, we met and then I stayed at your house. So it, I stayed there for a week, but you weren't there. And I was roommates with Tavia, which is how I got to meet Tavia. Yeah. So it was a trip because I was like living Rhapsody's life for you a were like in my, You weren't even in, in my your room, room <laughs> on the computer. And I was like, wait a minute, this is a trip. And then it was like, this is weird. I'm like, and I taught at BD. I don't do that, that normally, y'all. That was, yeah, exactly. That was, a, no, that was, <laughs> Exactly. But that's just wants to show you that things were meant to be. So I just want to sh- just say that was basically the connection. But let's get to, um, so that's how we met. And then we've been cool ever since, period. And then when I come to New York, it's always fam. When she comes to LA, it's always fam. Now she lives here. We got even closer on Monsters of Hip Hop being on that, and traveling together and, and everything mm-hmm. else. So it's been cool. Let's go right into now with you. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Diane said choreographer swap. You know how yep. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a show? Dang, oh, that God, is exactly what it was. It sure was. It really was. Um, so tell us about uh the bad boy court, the bad boy reunion, or just you know, or the bad boy experience. Project, pretty much. Bad boy experience, exactly. Yeah. Um Lorian, believe it or not, Lorian uh just called and she was like, Hey, I I you know, I need some choreography, you know, I, um, I want to, you know, me and Lorianne, believe it or not, I've known each other for, so obviously, like I told you earlier in the um, set that, um, I've known her for so long. So ideally I've known Lorianne since 97. Yeah. Yeah. I've known Lorianne since 97. So her calling and talking and stuff like that. And of course she, you know, Luther Brown is all like a triangle. Like we all know each other, that yes. whole kind of thing. So um, Lori was just like, hey, you know, bad boy family reunion. I need some girl vibes and this is what, what I want to do. I know, you know, I want you to put that pocket on it or whatever you do, blah, blah, blah. And so it started out with the, it started out with the family uh, 25th anniversary on BT, uh-huh. the BT Awards. And so that's when that whole that's when that whole process started. That's and right. it was very interesting. <laughs> well, because you know, Puff is Puff. Puff. <laughs> exactly. So you I gonna don't even know how to describe him correct conditions. Huh? I said, because you're going to work in all kinds of different situations, conditions, circumstances. Yeah, you're going you, you're gonna to deal with more than what but you... I, but I, as crazy as it's down and as many stories as probably people have heard is that um, 
although the camp was crazy in, in some ways just working with bad boy just kind of just put you on some extra grit like you just extra great just had to just figure it out whether the things that they did were right or wrong it was just you 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 become great you pull up you pull all and the, the thing is i wasn't uh i wasn't too far um it wasn't foreign to me because that's and it, we could speak about that from just us coming up in the industry it was just like you got god nobody was nice to you like right that. right right and i told you you know my friend brian you know my friend well he is my friend now but mm -hmm. my boss at the time brian he would tell me he always used to let me know like you gotta fight for what you want and some and they're gonna tell you to your face if you whack you whack and so it was like if you're whack they told you to whack and so i was like okay it's whack let me go let me go you know and that's where anything so when you get so when you're dealing with like you know bad boy camp you know this is just new york it's great it's yeah, they, good it's whatever it is you know you just kind of just be like oh we need to do this again we need to it's like okay all right <laughs> you can't be attacked you can't be in your feelings right you can't be in your feelings but i i will say that um Lorianne, I know a lot of people that have the craziest stories about Lorianne, and she does, but Lorianne was very um, interested to work with because Lorianne really is a great creative. She really is. She's cool. And she's a <laughs> she, be, she is a creator of our, be one of my really, first opportunities. You know, but Lori, I, you know, I do have a certain amount of respect for Lorianne because her, she is very, very, very creative, and she, um, she just has a very huge voice. You know, yeah, and absolutely. I will, I will always be grateful to Lorianne for. I love just, her. You know, okay. just so being, just love, just being in her creative. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so 100. that whole bad boy experience was was fun. I actually had a very good time because, come on, I'm choreographing to the songs that I grew the, up on. Like the music. What? Period. Period. Are you kidding me right now? I, Yep, so see, crazy. Tammy said that Lorianne yeah. gave her her very first gig. Yeah, her first gig. Yeah, Lorianne mm -hmm. will give the blessing. She gave me not my first yep. gig, but she definitely gave me one she of my first very first. important gigs. And it was a direct booking, so I gagged. I was like, oh, Lori, what's me? <laughs> <laughs> but um, so move on to, you know, one of the ultimates, a dream come true, Miss Janet. Tell us about that experience. You finally got to choreograph for Janet. What songs were they? And this was for the Vegas residency. So tell us about the songs oh, that you called and how was it? This Janet thing, wow. How do I do this without a long story? I mean, I think every choreographer. Well, how many songs you choreograph? Let's start there. Um, how many songs I choreographed or how many songs made the show? Both. Because <laughs> that's a whole nother that's thing. Choreographing twenty things, and then here's the thing: I'll choreograph three songs. Then you get up there, and then it's a whole new routine. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, wait, what? Like, well, we had to switch, it, and we just kept half this part, and then we're gonna. Exactly. <laughs> so, so forget that. How many did you choreograph? Which songs, and then um, which ones made the show? Um, I choreographed um, in the process of everything. Uh, before making the show, um, choreograph trust to try. Uh, doesn't um, doesn't really matter. Ah! I think the whole medley of of control. What have you done for me lately? Nasty and shut up. And principle and pleasure principle. Oh, so I did 
but what made the show was really only uh, Trust to Try and Doesn't Really Matter and snippets of the, um, the method. They okay. had a lot of the staging that I did, but a yeah. lot of the choreography got, got clipped. I mean, she was doing right, a lot. Right, right. It was, a, you know, people don't realize, like, you try to, you have big hopes and you're pushing hard, but time is of the essence. And if you can't learn everything, you can't of learn course. it, but it still has to be in the set. It was, you know, it was a lot of that stuff. But I'm somebody that I was, I was just super grateful, you know, and, you know, big shouts to Gil for, for, you know, bringing me on. Um for that um for that job it definitely was a dream come true um i have been i mean i think every choreographer dancer has been a janet fan i don't th i don't think my my fandom is any bigger than anybody else who wants to work with janet you know Absolutely. um but i am i've been janet down and not many people know this but they'll know this now but Seanette, I tell Seanette all this all the time. She knows, because I tell her all the time. Seanette <laughs> literally is, was, was like my dance idol. Like, for real. Like, I would look at Seanette and everything, and I'd be like, I'm going to be like her. <laughs> like, if I'm going to dance, I'm going to be like her. Like, everything. and it was. My love for her, period, point blank. Love you, Sean. You already know. That's a different combo. <laughs> so nobody better mess with Seanette, because they mess with Seanette, they're going to get got. Pop, pop. Don't mess with her. Period. Her. Period. And that's on period. Anyway, uh, but um, since that, um, since that whole process, watching Seanette and then wanting a choreograph, you know, obviously for years on end, even during Tina time, I used to be like, oh my God, wait, Kevin will tell you. Like, I was like, he was Britney bound. That was the whole joke with me and Kevin. He was Britney bound and I was Janet bound. And right. it was, so many things like from even I've submitted to Janet like 50 million times. It was like almost there and it didn't work and blah, 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 until finally the moment happened. And um, funny story, <laughs> you know, fast forward. So now we're in the um, love YouTube, Janet. Um, uh, we're in the rehearsal. I'll tell you this quick funny story. So we're in the rehearsal for Trust to Try, teaching everything. And then uh, it was like, okay, you have to you know, uh, Wiley walks up to me and says, okay, so it's time you have to teach Janet the part for thing. So I was like, oh my God. So, you know, everybody clears out. It was like, whoever's just in that section has to go, <laughs> you come in the room. I just see Janet walk in and I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh. Now, mind you, I had so hard ready because she was in a doesn't really matter rehearsal. So I saw her sitting down. But gotcha. I, it was di a different feeling because I had to talk to her. I had to teach her choreography. Yeah, that's different. And it was so funny because Wiley was just like, okay, so we're going. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. Y'all don't want to give me a heads up how she likes to learn. I don't want to watch. Like, do, do, does she want to see? Does she want to watch me? Does she want to watch the sister? Like, I'm just going to leave me out there. Like, I was freaking out. I was like, um, um, what? And so they were like, okay. So just so she walks in. And she, so, so I'm. You know, and you brought love, you brought joy, right? So I'm showing her the part, right? <laughs> now, for anybody that knows me, knows that I am all about a vocal. Like, a vocal arrangement, <laughs> the way the medley is, like, how I, so she's like, you brought love, you brought joy, you brought what, you brought, you brought, right? So I'm in it, right? I'm literally like, okay, get over yourself, Rhapsody. You're in the room with Jenny Chocolate. So I'm like... <laughs> Right. <laughs> so then I go, um, 
She go, you put love on me, what do I do? What do you do? You never see again. And then she says, and I said, you brought love, you brought joy, you brought what you thought, you thought, you never see again. You got, okay. So I said, okay. So she says, okay. <laughs> so I said, ah, ah, ah. Now, Seanette, please do not kill me, but this is the only way this story makes sense. Do not kill me, Sean. I love you. Okay. So, and I saw her this one time. So there was the video way back in the days. I mean, everybody's seen it. It was on the behind the scenes. When Janet, when, when they filmed If, the video, and they were doing, if I was a girl, all the things, right. all or oh, whatever. And I yeah. think the son had said, oh, well, all. I still don't know the correct words. And Janet was like, uh-uh. It's, oh, let's say it was oh, right? And Shana said, all. And she was like, uh-uh, it's oh. And so I was like, oop, right? So in a in a funny way, like it wasn't like yeah, yeah, yeah of course, like, of course. Like, so that has in my head. I always said like, oh, you better know the words. You better know the <laughs> words, like the whole time. So when I went in and I said, I found you guys, okay. And she said, <laughs> she said, okay. Uh, I said, um, uh, no, literally, guys. No, seriously, everybody. I was like, uh, uh, um, yeah. Um, and I literally wanted to be like, pow, pow, get the words out your head. Get the fucking words out your head, Rapsy, talk. And, and then the, and it felt like it took forever. She's looking at me like this. She's like, and, and I'm like, like, uh, uh, and I'm like uh, uh, no, but I'm literally. So then I say, well, hey, so then I, 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 I pull it together. So when, I pull it you together. Make my and I'm asses like, fog up. I said, okay. <laughs> yeah, I pull it together and I'm like, okay. I said, well, I am very big on the melody and it, and it, sometimes I don't really know the words. I just make up sounds. So whatever the part is that you say, I just go, Dead it ass. sounds like, okay. <laughs> and she said, oh. <laughs> so she's practicing, she's standing there, and she's like, so she's running through the words, and she's like, she's like, oh, okay, I understand. Yeah, I don't say that, but okay. <laughs> assisting me that day and I remember looking at Jared Jared was like so she was like um well you can show me and I was like yeah I'll show you you know the part just so you could see the intention I'm walking over to Jared I'm like <laughs> Jared's looking at me like <laughs> we're looking <laughs> we're not doing that. 
And so I said, and was just like, oh my God. Da, da, da. I was like, oh yeah, bro, I loved it. I was, I, I was just like, this is, at that point, you was Janet. I was like, look, I'm going on tour with Janet. See, I said, I'm not going on tour with Janet. This is going to be the tour. Watch this. And I'm going to be you. And I'm going to eat it. I blacked out. I, I blacked out so bad. And then she looked back at me and she was like, okay. And she looked at me and said, okay. And I was like, yes. I was like, Okay. That's how you but, do that. So that so that was my great. I like, love that. I live. Everybody's going crazy too. The comments are going crazy. Hannah, I see you too, because we had a couple of moments like that with Ricky. That's a different story. I love you, Hannah. Bruh, I'm dead over here with these facial expressions, laughing my ass. <laughs> oh Hell, my god, my Ramos. Oh, oh my god. Because that shit was crazy as hell how janet i mean that's a moment in time where janet corrects you on janet's lyrics while you're in the i mean that's some extra that 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 right there all we could do right now is is black out and take it to the next thing congratulations toast that your dream came true ladies and gentlemen black uh black dreams come true that's not what i was gonna say but it came out <laughs> i just i will never forget the marbles because they was in my mouth i was like uh 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 uh, mm. Man, <laughs> that's 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 everything. So so you, I mean, you've done so many, you've done so many things. We're gonna move. I want to go into um what you did. What what was this? that was last year? All American, because you know we are. That was a big moment. That's like what I feel like a lot of things came together. <laughs> you saw. That was a, said, black dreams come true, Cam. You see, that's I right, black dreams. <laughs> I said it, black dreams come true. I was not, <laughs> I was, that, that just came out, you guys. So, yeah, hashtag that uh, for me. Um. <laughs> boom, boom. Sure did. I but, feel um, like I was just like, it was so crazy because I didn't anything. Kevin just uh, hashtagged it. Hashtag it, yes, Kevin. <laughs> you hear it here on show business, guys. Black dreams <laughs> come true. <laughs> and it's hard, but that's a different conversation. It's yeah, definitely, it's, um, we're going to have a conversation. But I want to go and talk about All-American because All-American, yeah. I love the um, the show. We talked about it on a personal tip, got friends in it, and you did such a beautiful job by showing the cotillion. I was in a cotillion mm -hmm. in L.A., in the ball that they're kind yeah. of talking about. So uh -huh. it was such a a dream come true to watch you bring those things together and I love it. You guys, if you go to uh, my post, the post before this, um, uh, there's a clip. I put a clip. If you swipe, there's a clip of Rhapsody's work in um, All-American. But tell us about that. That Well, All-American was, uh, well, first of all, All-American wasn't choreographed just with me solely. It was okay. also with uh, Nico Anand, who's also my cousin. And he's also the um, Associate Director of Motivated Excellence. Uh, Love Nico. Shout out Nico all day. And Nico, big shout out to Nico. His, yes. his show starts P Valley. He's, yes. He's P also Valley. the theatrical production. Starts and what's gonna where it's gonna be. Nico. Tell the people where what show Nico's gonna be in. Nico is Rhapsody's cousin, amazing actor, amazing creator, and he's got a show that's he's about to uh debut in and uh get tell him where it's called P Valley. It's on stars. P Valley. Oh, sorry, no. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. When is it coming? I'm just super hype. I'm like, just whatever it is. That's I'm just hype. When is it coming to air, rap? Huh? July 12th. When is it? Oh, July, July 12th. 12th. Okay. So look out for that. P Valley on mm -hmm. stars. Okay. July 12th. 
But um, so, however, um, Nico actually got the call. Um, friends knowing friends, that whole, you know, the business, networking. And um, he was like, hey, this is opportunity. Um, and I think you need to jump on it or we both need to jump, jump on it. Like, let's do this, blah, blah, blah. He's like, we could kill this together. And I was just like, absolutely. Um, and so going for a meeting, however, um, we're just hyped because, I mean, if you're Black and you've either heard of, of the cotillion or you have been in a cotillion. Um, and so to, to be able to celebrate just Black, <laughs> black people. Culture. And People. black culture, and uh, and celebrating a cotillion where it, you know, as some would say, the debutante ball or something, but just bringing in black women into into society and saying that she is amazing and she's, you know, just great, like you uh -huh. know, going forever. But uh -huh. um, so just that whole that whole uh, experience it, just knowing what the show was about. And um, it was really amazing. So, um, so Nico and I, so we're, we're going in, we're looking at different references and then we're in the meeting and then they find out and they say, you know, well, we want to, we think we're going to need like 26, 26, I think it was at first, I think it dropped down to 24. But, um, and I said that we're going to need like 26 dancers. Wow. So and it was just like, you have control of that. You know, it's like production people talking. You want. Like, because, you know, production is like, that's your department. Choreography, dance, you know. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Yep. Get the dancers, make it all happen. Yes, exactly. So when the whole situation, the reason why All American is so special to me uh, and Nico is because we were able to hire every dancer that was on that show came out of Motivated Excellence. Every dancer was a Motivated Excellence alumni. Like, rap. I literally can like to that. Can, when you can actually hire the people that you have coached and inspired and mentee, there's nothing, nothing like that. That's incredible. Everybody, yes. That I, congratulations to that. That's that's real, real shit. Black dreams come true. <laughs> they sure do. But the thing is, is that boom. The thing is, is that um, it was it was really uh, it was really special, but all around because you know, shout out to all my Emmy alumni that's in the place to be. I, I see some of y'all. Boom, boom, boom. Come on, Emmy. Let's go. Motivated excellence. Uh, which, by the way, has not gone anywhere. It's just in quarantine. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but um uh motivated excellence uh when I started motivating hey, excellence in 2017. That's right, y'all. <laughs> and um and uh it was from the from the inside out outside in same thing as you know shout out to you for always doing creative op, creating ops um and and we've had those conversations you know all the time about that and so nonetheless going through all of the seasons you know we're up to season nine <clears throat> and then pandemic happened but <laughs> uh 
but it was when the opportunity came to actually hire all of those dancers and when we saw them all in those dresses and those tuxedos and and not like that but just black and brown just dancers like they all literally bust their ass in the program they continue and some of them were not like straight out the program a lot of them had been out the program but they still came back and to be able to hire them and just see all of that came first like i literally was like crying nico was just like it's all right Brad. it's all right because uh it's, it's those kind of moments and i want to do that you know That's you know awesome. in my career i want to be able to uh continue to hire people that that I work with, especially so that way they can really continue to get, you know, better, better in their craft. So that All-American will always be, it just represents so much in the sense of Rhapsody and Nico, who we are as separate uh, creators, the the show itself, just about how it is about Black people mm -hmm. and, 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 and growing up in the hood and going to a Beverly Hills school and, and all of those trials and tribulations and, and what we and what we go through as black people. So that's a whole movement. And then the whole sense of what, you know, how that transitions in for, and for ME and where ME is, is, you know, is going to go. It's not about to go where it's going to go because it's already heading there. So it's a, um, it's a grateful thing. So I'm hoping, hoping for this, let's pray upon this little Emmy nomination. Let's hope for it. We ain't, I ain't get it yet, but let's pray for it because as we put an out, because she is on the short list for the Emmy nomination. So we gonna cheers to that, and we are gonna bring that into manifestation for Rhapsody because she deserves it. She is a queen. She is um, an inspiration. She's done the work, and it's her time. And that is the conversation I think that's happening for me in the Black movement. It's not about asking for anything that we do right. not deserve. It is our time, and today Absolutely. we're Rhapsody because it is now her time to be able to receive what she already has earned. That's right. the difference. So Thanks. cheers to, and we're gonna put that manifestation out there for Rhapsody because she is on the short list of the nom. So let's put that. At, um, let's put the um, manifestation and everybody throw some some waves, some haps, some peace signs and some energy because it is your time. That's what this is about. It's your time. All right. So moving right along, girl. Um, hey, what's, what's up, JR? JR? What up, JR? So, yes. So, okay. So now we got to get it. And my mom just says, hi, rap. Mom! Hey. What's up, yes. mom? Yes, yes, yes. So, you guys, I'm going to take this BDCT somewhere. So, thanks. So, you guys, let's ride with that because I don't know. I'm feeling it. So, we're going to keep that's black dreams come true. They already. Oh, taken it there. I love that. I'm they've all, they've already they've already taken was, it there. So for the whole world. Okay. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So that my mom's in here saying hi. My mom wants to know what's the character that Nico was gonna play in P Valley. Do you know? Uncle Clifford. He's the lead. Uncle Along Clifford. The he's the lead. Let's and Brandy is the is the lead too. She she plays. The same. Wait, who's the other lead? Brandy Who's the Evans. Other lead? Brandy. Brandy Evans. Yes, yes of yes. course. Oh my God, Brandy. Uh, she plays. Go she, she's else. playing Mercedes. I did Go not. Ahead. A lot of people think because I'm so hype and I'm advertised, everybody thinks that I worked on it. I did not work on that show. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a fan. Of and, course. 
I, I'm just happy for my people, and I they've worked so hard over the years. Absolutely, they've been pushing forward, and I'm just hyped. And I'm, I, love and I think, um, and I'm a fan of Katori's work, and I feel like um, it's just really great to even see her uh, go from that play where Nico was a part of that from the beginning, well, believe it or not, and and then audition in fair and square, just like ever that then get to actually really get into then seeing her on the screen. It's just like I'm just like, let's go. I love it. <laughs> let's go. So we go and we giving our flowers to Brandy too, because she been yes. that's a working girl. Brandy love we've seen you since the beginning. Go right. get yours. Loving that it all came together and that's what's up. And so we met her in Massa Absolutely. That's so we're talking about you know Black dreams come true, working it out. But now, how do you how do you stay in a relationship? We're going to go right into your man. We all love Marcus. Everybody knows hashtag Rhapsody and Marcus. <laughs> He's been, he been down for you and you've been down for him um, since all of us get a chance to really see what that love looks like, that friendship, fun, cool. And dead ass. So, just how long have you guys been together? Marcus is giving Marcus. We ain't getting Mar Marcus is like, going oh, personal. No, I just, I, all I want to do. <laughs> no worries, no worries, Marcus. We're not going. We're not going down into a Wendy Williams moment, babe. I just, all, right, I, all we just want to know. All we doing is just giving y'all props because you guys have been holding it down for a long time. We're not going, we're not going left. We ain't, this ain't, this ain't the Wendy Williams show. I know, no right? gossip, <laughs> but we do want to, but we do want to celebrate Black love. In this, but also in this business. Black and I'm Spanish thinking, love, actually. Yeah, Black and Spanish love, but not even just that, being in this business. Yeah. Keeping a relationship. That's the other thing too. You being able to be in this, being in this, um, in this business, you know what I mean? So like, how do you guys do it? You know, just as far as, because you've been together for a minute, and how long has it been? 14 years. We've been together Woo! for 14 years. 14 years. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. 14, so, it just years. seems like you guys are best friends, though. That's what, you know what oh, I mean? Like you oh, Marcus is so my best friend. He's, he's the best. And he'll tell you, he drives me crazy. <laughs> I love you, You know you drive me crazy. But I, when I tell you, there is no other man for me like i i mean he is the one the one he's the only one that gets me i get him we just get each other you know um a lot of people because i live in la and he still li lives in new york for those that are probably like i don't really get it that's that's what she's talking about everybody i still i live in los angeles he lives in new york so um well i mean that but also I mean that, but I also just mean being together with somebody for 14 years. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. well, first of all, I mean, the way Marcus and I met is crazy. Like a lot of, I, we always talk about this, but I met Marcus and I met on MySpace and it was just, hey, not my <laughs> MySpace. On MySpace. <laughs> he, said the, he said our relationship is protected, protected by, by the Not, you was no longer lit. <laughs> Stop, hey, friend. They are just saying, oh, right? 
It was fighting words. Was Marcus, that, that was fighting words. Marcus got in that top eight. <laughs> Wait a minute. Somebody just said, baby, I need to remake the MySpace to find my soulmate. Dead ass. Rhapsody, you guys found her soulmate on MySpace while we was tripping. <laughs> we was all tripping while she out there finding her soulmate on MySpace. Marcus and Rhapsody, y'all, y'all. He lit. came That's out of, believe it or not, he literally came out of nowhere. And when we was talking, we was talking as friends. Like, he asked about, like, well, what does choreographer, you know, choreographers do, like, you know, so you, so what is that exactly? And mm -hmm. he, at the time, he, I mean, at the time, he still does, he works for transit. So he was working for transit. And I was like, oh, my, because my, excuse me, my mom and my dad used to work for transit. So, okay. You know, that was our, like, conversation. And, um, and we just talked, like, we just found ourselves talking. And he'll, if you ask him, he'll tell a whole different story. Oh, we sure. Do not ask him to come on. <laughs> the people tell a very different story. A very story. different story. It's people, third time, <laughs> you tell your story. <laughs> but he, um, but yeah, and, and remember AIM? Do you remember Yes. AIM? Okay, so back then, uh, you know, we was typing on my face. And, like, and he was like, give me, give me your AIM. And I was like, okay. And then we're talking, and then I never forget this. I was like, I heard his, um, you know, he was like, okay, this is my number. Give me a call. So I was like, uh oh. Uh. <laughs> and before then, I had come out of a random blind date kind of situation where this dude was, uh, excuse my French, but he was a bitch. He was just like a punk sound. Oh, he was just whack. And I was just like, eh. Right. So, so I was just like, uh-oh. And then I heard Marcus on the phone. He was like, yo, what up? I was like, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Guys, y'all, stop fronting. Y'all know y'all have those moments, girls. Y'all hear this. You hear your dude. That's what that. Like, oh. That's what Jada said. What happened with her and Will Smith? He was, she, he called her and he was like, so you dating somebody? She was like, no. He was like, well, you date me now. She said, okay. <laughs> so it was pretty much like that, huh? Not pretty much. She was just like, yo, Damn, what Marcus up? I was like, like, all right, so what up? And you was like, I love him. Oh, my gosh. Amanda Grind said, not, I love him. <laughs> you know that was real. Y'all, that was real. Um, That's real cause it's 14 years later. So you wasn't really lying, I don't think. <laughs> no, and, but look, that night, that night we got on AIM, we, he was, I was like, I'm hungry. And I was like, I'm hungry too. And so he took me to the 96th Street Diner. Okay. He's not there anymore. Right. And then we went to the diner, we, um, and we, you know, we ate and hung out. And and I, we always talk about that night because literally I felt like I was out with my friend. Mind you, I was supposed to call Tavia and tell her that right. I'm okay. Right. Yeah, Tavia was like, um, make sure you call me and let me know because I'm not trying to find my friend in a back alley somewhere. <laughs> I didn't call her. Me and Marcus just chopping it up. Just wow. She calls me and was like, Rhapsody. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm fine. Girl, I'm fine. <laughs> Don't worry about me. <laughs> and so we was talking and stuff like that. And he'll tell a different story and try to say that I didn't that I didn't uh, bring cash on purpose to make it. <laughs> Smart girl. Up very good. Cash. So well, that's what's up. Cheers, cheers to you and rap 14 years. That's saying something. I mean, you and Marcus. <laughs> yes. That's saying something. That's what's up. And Marcus is, is a good dude. Marcus is supporting your friends. 
what you do, how you do it. The best support system ever. I know a lot of people are just like, how does it work? And I kid you not, it is trust. If and I'm just speaking in all honesty, serious, like no jokes. Um, trust. Wow, that's deep. Marcus and I trust each other like so much, you know. Mm. And it is. I'm not gonna sit up here and say it's not hard for us. Like we're not sitting up here like. <laughs> I feel like it's even harder in this pandemic because. You know, it's different than just being long distance and it's just like, oh, okay, I'm just going to get up and go. I'll go see you and right. I'll stay up there for a month and I'll come back. And right, just, right, know, right. So, uh, being in this situation now, it's, it is hard because it's like, you know, I'm not, you know, trying to get on the plane. You don't know if the thing, you know, they're talking about cases is going up and it's just so different, you know. And to, you know, to God be the glory, we're both negative. So it's just kind of like, Okay, we know we're negative, but at the same time, it's like, what happens? Like, you know, we talk about that too. It's like you're negative, but you could, depending on who you pass or who Absolutely. you connect with, you could become positive. So uh -huh. it's um that part. That part is a little harder, just because of the fact that there's so much at stake in the process of trying to see each other. So yes. that has been a little bit hard for me. Yeah. I mean, he'll probably tell you some, you know, but it's it's been. Hard for both of us, but of course. Well, that that brings me to my final question because that is I wanted to talk about how have you been handling the shift? Have you been creative or have you just been healing? I feel like people have been called to do different things during this quarantine, during the social justice movement. Some people have been called to be still and meditate and heal themselves, old traumas, unpacking relationships and things, and really having. To themselves together some people have been creative some people have been wanting to work out uh you know some people have been studying some people have been protesting you know what i mean who is rapidly in this paradigm shift that we're in right now loaded question i know but um have you been staying sane H have you been staying creative and have you been feeling the pressure as a black woman because we're in this unprecedented moment right now. I don't know. Can you speak on the next? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just a very transparent person. I, I, I just don't like faking the funk for people. It's just like, and if I don't want to speak on it, I'm, usually, I'm the person to be like, I don't want to talk about it. Hell. And you would have known that from the beginning no, before that. In all honesty, you know, to you and to everybody, like, um, it has, the quarantine hasn't been great for me. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it went left. Like, I started in the beginning, like, what? I already know God did this. Put us on a pause. Stop. Ah, you're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna work on your thing. You just focus you know you're gonna lose weight you're gonna do this you're gonna eat better you're gonna, you know i mean you couldn't tell me nothing i was preaching the positive glory to everybody like no just we're gonna stay focused and we're gonna think and then you know and it's just like and then a month later i'm like what right <laughs> you know, um reality that reality sets in yeah i think what happened to me in this process and i'm I consider myself coming out of it is um 
I just had a hard time being uh, not being creative, if that makes sense. And I'm somebody that is creative, and I realized from spending so much time with myself that I have deflected a lot of my personal things in my life in my creativity. Right. Right. And, and my creativity, whether that's the projects that I'm creating, whether that's a job I'm working on or or whatever, um, I I notice that I tend to be like, oh, life, 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 life. Put it in the dance. Life, put it in the dance. Put it in the dance. Everything is put it in the dance. Put it in the dance. Right? And um, now, because of the uncertainty that I didn't know what, dance and industry and life is going to look like right now i i've just had a just a very hard time because i just don't know and the fact that i didn't know was very scary so the good thing about this though is that it did you know it has brought me closer to god for sure like absolutely and um that's a great thing but i would be a fool and to sit up here and lie and act like everything is just okay. Everything is like so amazing and it's so, it's so popping for me. Um, and it's, it's been hard because I've, I realized that maybe, you know, just speaking in a spiritual sense, I'm like, maybe the thing is, is because I always put everything into creativity. Maybe it's a point for me to stop, you Come know, on. like, you know, I, I talk to Luther about this all the time. Shout out to Luther. I don't know if he's in hey, here. I think I saw him in here. I think, yes, Luther is in here. Hey, Lou. Um, but I talk to Luther about this all the time, you know, in the sense of, like, how do, how do you deal with not being okay? Right. And accepting that it's okay to not be okay. Come on now. And so, for me, that has been... Uh, uh, the hard part. Um, I'm not even going to really get into this president because he stresses my life. Oh, wait. <laughs> but um, I call him TT. Tricky Trump. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> and, but TT drives me. And it got to a point that I was watching the, I was watching the, everybody who really knows me, they know I watch the news all the time, right? Uh -huh. uh, but during this whole pandemic and then just watching everything like kind of go along the watching the media really got to me to the point where even Marcus was like, you have to stop watching this. Yeah. It, like, it, it is affecting you, babe. Like you really have to stop right. because it's, it's just not gonna, it's not gonna do you any good, you know? So I, I tried to, to, to pull away and, um, and then that's when I'm like, okay, yeah, no media. I'm just, I'm going to go be creative. I'm going to start writing a script. I'm going to do this. I'm going to think of a different concept. And then as I started thinking about different concepts and I'm trying to write and to think, then it goes back to the COVID in the sense of like, who am I going to ask? I can't be in a room like with, with many people. Um, are there any people that even want to be in a room? Right. You know, how is the production going to really work? Like, you know, you think about concerts and tours and all that kind of stuff. It's just like, how are you even really going to do that? For those out there that's really thinking that these concerts and tours is coming back this year, please stop. It's not. Period. Like, it's not. I mean, 
that you know you got to really think about like tour buses and rehearsals yeah. how are you gonna be in rehearsal? Yeah. always make the joke that i'm like man they're gonna have like social distance quarantine like rehearsals right like, like formations where it's just, like <laughs> your whole tour is gonna be a tour and no. everybody's gonna have a dance box and everybody has to dance in the box dance. and everybody's stand in the box and there's no formations and you're living your life in the box and it sucks because i live for a clump you know no that's all i keep thinking about i was like oh my god no more clumps for no a long time you know i live like no mm -mm. <laughs> i mean i even think about i even think about contemporary dance especially like you know when i do all my red stuff it's oh, like it's yes. so much connection it's so much you know it's like how do you do that like so right. all of <laughs> all of those crazy oh. thoughts um haunt me in a kind of a way because it's, it, it haunts me and it scares me because this is kind of like how are we how are we really going to do this right to dance like how are we really going to do this like to the point where i even see some people now they're just like well whatever i don't care and i'm like we can i mean the whole room can get tested and be negative but at the same time you still got to take an account that somebody that walks in may not could be positive and then now you're like it's a it's just kind of a thing and so yeah it's been hard for me to to push forward because it's hard because i don't see an end goal that, like that, i don't see what it what i'm going into if that makes sense of course that makes sense so, then, so it's been very it's been very hard for me i've gotten better but in the beginning i think the first three weeks i was like woo. And it was like, uh, uh, forget about it. Oh, yeah. oh my God, forget about it. Leave us with this. Leave us with this. Now that we, you know, our, some cases are starting to go high again. It looks like we're starting to have to pull back a little bit on being out again. It was like almost a false alarm for going out and then we're coming back in. And then now with, you know, um, the Black Lives Matter movement and-, and I got you, Hurricane. I saw that. <laughs> And, you know, leave us with what is the present moment. How is Rhapsody? What self care look like for you? I saw a comment that said, "What does self care look like for you?" And what could you leave? You know, I guess to to the black community and then to everybody from you as a black woman, because we've been put on this spotlight. What could you leave positive, or what do you think is the best thing that's going on right now in that movement, and the worst things for you in that movement? And let's leave it, leave them with that. Mm -hmm. Well, for me, um, there was a lot in that, so I hope I get to it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, me personally, self care, um, I have been really pushing on trying to choose to have a really good regimen because I realized that the great thing is that God has blessed us with a choice. Like we can still choose. You can choose to have a bad day or you could choose to have a good day, even though it still might be hard, but there still is the power of choice. Mm -hmm. So I am choosing uh, to be, to be better and not let it take me down. And I'm, and I'm kind of in a space where now I'm like, I refuse to believe that God brought me all, all this far for me to just fall flat on my face. Like maybe, maybe he brought me this far and a lot of things have been held off because now is the time. Mm. Now the world, now the world will be ready for Rhapsody Day. Yeah. As much as I 
you know, there's so many struggles, you know, that's like six hour conversations, right? So we can all talk about our struggles and mindsets and all that kind of stuff. But moving forward, I've realized that I'm like, I have a very strong creative in the things that I want to say and, and purpose behind it. And I feel that we are moving into a purposeful uh, movement in um, all types of things. And, you know, in politics, in arts, in education, in science and every, you know, it's just kind of like, why? Everything is why, you know, like, why, why are we doing this? And, you know, and, uh, you know, what makes sense and things like that. So, um, so for me, I am definitely tr continuing to stay close to God and choosing myself versus yeah. choosing, you know, I, not like that IG, social media, all of those kind of things. Like I like looking at those things and if those things get the best of me moving on, I love to, uh, like, like focusing on myself. Um, as far as me as a black woman uh, right now in this industry, um, it's two things. It's, it feels very powerful. Uh -huh. um, but then it also feels very scary because, uh -huh. I, you know, we're still not exempt, if that makes sense, right? So we are, we are still, it's, it's very interesting as like the black woman is so powerful and it's like speak on it but at the same time you'll still chop us down and we're still not good enough and we're wow. you know all of these kind of things so um i am just opening my eyes and i'm just being very aware and i just feel for me as a black woman i need to continue to work on confidence and 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 to staying true to who I am as Rhapsody Jen, as a person in my creative, because of the simple fact that my creative not only represents the creative idea, but it represents Rhapsody as a black woman, because that's who I am, you know? Oh. And um, I, and I, and there's so many things I want to do. There's so many things that I, that I still haven't even touched. And, and quite frankly, I still believe that I'm in the very beginning of my career. As many things as I've done, I still feel that I haven't got my burn on. Like, I still feel like I haven't put up. Come on now. Oh, not at all. Not even a piece of it. Like, I feel like I have not even began to really yeah. do the things that. It's, um, yeah, I would just okay. say to every, to everyone to just yeah, leave everybody, leave everybody. We're going to, you guys, you're going to, you guys, because I'll, already it's about three, four minutes before they cut me off again. I can't believe we're almost at the second hour again. This is crazy. I know. I, know. I don't even know how that happened. But yeah, just quick, quick shout out before I leave, before I leave everybody, do. everybody good that's on here, go support layers. All of them in there is like, most of them are like Emmy alumni, but they're also really good friends. They're talented, amazing friends of mine that have figured out how to do like an IG live showcase. And they did one thing at two o'clock and now they're doing it at nine. So go check out layers at layers uh i think it's at layers ig if can I'm not somebody mistaken. put that back in the comment i think i saw layers before. so layers go I ahead think and it's at layers IG. Back in the comments for us because uh i think they're gonna go right into uh right mm -hmm. after this so, start, uh, show, business, show business audience thank you guys again for coming in every week um we'll be back again next wednesday rhapsody leave the audience with something i don't know a thought a goodbye a hello uh, uh, something <laughs>
Well, I'm real talky talky. I think the best thing that I would just say to everybody is one, know that, it, you know, it's okay to not be okay. <laughs> and I learned that from you, Shoni, and I learned that from Luther. Um, it's okay to not be okay. And it's also, we all, we all are made specifically and uniquely amazingly different and that is the great thing about every single one of us no matter yeah. what color you are no matter what size shape anything you are amazing and just know that and whatever you want to do go for it because and try not to let fear hold you back it sounds very cliche but let me tell you that fear is very crazy that mm -hmm. would be a whole nother thing that's a whole nother ig uh when it comes to me but um it is a, it's, it's, it's a, fear is a crazy thing, you know? So I would just say, stand strong, stand tall, and just know that you are amazing. Oh my God. That's the best thing I could say. From your mouth to God's <laughs> ears. <laughs> um, okay. You guys, ladies and gentlemen, dropping gems. Hey, Raina. Yes, Mark. Hey, Raina. Amazing, but yes, you are biased, but I'm not going to say because it was amazing. <laughs> Sienna, I love you. Luther, my mom was in here. Da uh, everybody, Amy, Marcus, my baby boo. She gotta talk, Cammy. Um, and thank you guys so much. Please share, talk, repost. Uh, let everybody know what we're doing, what I'm doing, what Rhapsody's doing. Um, cause yeah, and we do. Oh, you can find out what updates. Just go to rhapsodyjames.com and you'll perfect. Rhapsodyjames.com. And if you're not looking. Of course, you should be following her. But of course, if you're not, you should be following her on at, at Rhapsody James. And, um, you know, share this with people, because that's one of the things that I see that I would love. And I, I people say I don't ask enough because I'm, I'm not an asker as much. But asking people to share and let people know what it is that we're doing, what I'm doing, what Rhapsody's doing, putting it out there. Because for some reason, it doesn't seem that automatic unless you actually put it out there as well. So and thank just, you so much. And just oh. one last shout out. I just really want to say shout out to all, like everybody in Motivating Excellence, whether you did the program, whether you did a day workshop, a week workshop and everything, because um, this is the time that you need to be motivating your excellence. Yes. Hmm. Um, and it is just that simple. There, the motivating excellence things will happen, but for right now, just know in your heart to keep motivating and keep keep driving forward. You know, and I see a lot of Emmy people in here, so just know that I love y'all and I think about y'all all the time. And just keep doing you, because I'm definitely gonna do me, and we gonna meet each other at the top, and we gonna kill it. Bam! <laughs> all right, rap. You saying goodbye to everybody? Goodbye, guys. Love Bye, you. Guys. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on this. I appreciate appreciate it. Had a ball. Yes, always. Bye, Head everybody. Bye. See you. Show. 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 Show.